Hey folks, this is Charlotte Clymer, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Charlotte's Web Thoughts. This is the audio slash podcast version of the actual Charlotte's Web Thoughts on Substack.com. You can go subscribe to that at charlotteclymer.substack.com. It's completely free. All you need is an email. It takes less than five seconds. So please do subscribe. I want to apologize for not publishing in quite a while. Uh, There's a good reason for that. The last several weeks have been full of advocacy events and other things related to what's going on in Texas. I do very much apologize, and I'm getting back now to a regular publishing schedule. So keep a lookout on your inboxes for pieces that are going to come fast and furious over the next couple weeks as I uh, get caught up on everything. Without further ado, March 30th, 2022, UK Member of Parliament Comes Out as Trans. This morning, the world awoke to a stunning coming out statement from MP Jamie Wallace, a Tory politician who has represented the Welsh constituency of Brigand, I hope I pronounced that right, in the United Kingdom's House of Commons since 2019, Wallace, 37, posted a statement to their Twitter account last night that, among other things, said this, quote, I'm trans, or to be more accurate, I want to be. I've been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and I've felt this way since I was a very young child. I had no intention of ever sharing this with you. I always imagined I would leave politics well before I said this out loud, end quote. They also revealed they had been the victim of a blackmailing attempt over their then-secret gender identity in 2020 and horrifically raped by a man this past September. Just a quick note here. Wallace has not yet indicated their authentic pronouns or authentic name, which is why I'm using they-them in reference to Wallace, and their current name until confirmed otherwise. Once that is announced, if it is announced... I will uh, update this post appropriately to ensure that I'm not dead naming or using the wrong pronouns for Jamie Wallace. I should also note that I am far from being a reliable source on accurate analysis of UK politics. That is not my wheelhouse, particularly the uh, ideologies and voting records of individual members of parliament. I say that because Wallace is a conservative in Prime Minister Boris Johnson's party, And although I have no further information on Wallace's political history, I imagine it does not align with the vast majority of the trans and non-binary community, to say the least. It is more than likely that Wallace has political positions and actions very much at odds with my own views. So I'm choosing to focus on the courage demonstrated in this single action. It comes at a time in the United Kingdom when debate has raged over trans rights and transphobic propaganda has littered the opinion pages of many respected British news outlets, including The Guardian and BBC. Just last week, during Prime Minister's questions, Boris Johnson stated that, quote, when it comes to distinguishing between a man and a woman, the basic facts of biology remain overwhelmingly important, end quote. That aligns him closer with the United Kingdom's gender-critical movement. That's an anti-trans ideology that argues, rather ridiculously, that trans and non-binary people are attempting to erase the reality of biological sex 
and moreover, the struggles and trauma of cisgender women. Without explicitly parroting their worst rhetoric, Johnson seemed to imply that he agrees with their bad faith premise, that gender as a social construction should always yield to sex in discussions on civil rights. That premise has been used to argue that there are only women and men, and that people should solely be treated by their sex assigned at birth. The problem with this nonsense is that it gets the science completely wrong. For starters, there are certainly more than two sexes in human biology, and if you want to, I included a link to an article by Claire Ainsworth in the Scientific American that helpfully explains the science behind all this. I highly encourage y'all to read it. Moreover, medical authorities around the world, from Britain's own National Health Service to the World Health Organization to the National Institutes of Health in the United States, they have all made it abundantly clear that respectful and affirming treatment of trans and non-binary people aligns with our scientific knowledge. Bottom line, there is no critical, uh, excuse me, there is no credible scientific argument against the existence and affirmation of trans and non-binary people. None. To be fair, Boris Johnson in those same remarks also noted that trans non-binary people should, quote, be treated with maximum possible generosity and respect, end quote. You'll have to forgive me if I'm skeptical of this statement. Interestingly, hours before the announcement uh, by Jamie Wallace, Boris Johnson gave a speech at a dinner for Tory MPs, which Wallace attended, in which he opened with a transphobic joke aimed at Keir Starmer, leader of the Labour Party. He said, quote, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or as Keir Starmer would put it, people who are assigned female or male at birth, end quote. Yeah, great joke. Much like the bad faith what is a woman question asked of Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson by a GOP senator last week during her confirmation hearing, Johnson seems to be testing the waters for the effectiveness of heightened anti-trans rhetoric for his own party. While it's still unclear the exact relationship between Johnson's transphobic joke and Wallace coming out statement shortly thereafter, Johnson followed this up with a statement of support for Wallace, which has been greeted with significant skepticism. As of this writing, Boris Johnson has not apologized for the transphobic joke, which, again, I feel it's important to emphasize, was made right in front of Jamie Wallace just hours before they came out. Because this is a conservative politician coming out as transgender, there will be quite a bit of apprehension from trans and non-binary people in the coming days, and I wanted to contextualize that for all of y'all who are outside of the community and don't know a lot about this. We are sadly accustomed to watching the very, very few trans people with anti-trans views be amplified over the 99.999% of us who believe in full trans equality. For example, after Caitlyn Jenner, a privileged conservative white woman, was able to come out and live her life authentically because of the decades of advocacy by trans women of color, she then pivoted to weaponizing transphobia to gang standing among conservatives, including rather shameless statements against trans athletes in sports, despite her own position less than 18 months ago that trans athletes should be permitted to compete openly in sports. That change in her view came just as she was running for governor of California. Hmm, interesting. 
So you see, as happy as I am for Jamie Wallace and glad they are now living authentically and getting the support they need, I'm also concerned about what happens next. Perhaps Wallace courage in this moment will be followed by resolute support for trans rights, and that would be wonderful. And perhaps they will fail to support trans rights, leaning on their own privilege as a white trans person in elected office to pander to anti-trans bigotry in a bid to expand their power. I realize that's cynical, and I certainly hope we will see more of the former than the latter. But remember this. Just because someone is a member of a marginalized community does not mean they have the best interests of that community in mind. It is critically important that Jamie Wallace be held to the same standard as any other public figure, regardless of background, especially in a moment when transphobic propaganda is so readily planted or exploited through the extremely rare conservative trans person. Wallace being transgender doesn't obligate them to a specific political ideology, nor does their political ideology negate the imperative to to affirm their gender identity and protect them from discrimination. But being transgender does not exempt someone from accountability, and it is essential that the media lean on established advocates and experts in the trans community for information, especially those who have been doing the work in the UK. I wish MP Wallace the absolute very best in this new chapter. I thank them for their courage. And I implore them to center the, adv- center the advocacy of those trans non-binary people in the United Kingdom who have been fighting the good fight long before Wallace came out.